Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 470. Today's show is brought to you by Sunbasket Meals. Many in our Not Old Better Show audience may have seen the headline, Baby Boomers are experiencing a sharper drop in cognitive function as they age relative to previous generations. Wow. The findings from the research performed by our guest today, Dr. Hoi Zheng, not only suggest that boomers will be more likely to develop conditions like dementia than post-cohorts, but future aging generations may be at a similar heightened risk. According to Dr. Zheng, it is shocking to see this decline in cognitive functioning among baby boomers after generations of increases in test scores. Dr. Hoi Zheng is a professor of sociology at The Ohio State University, and he goes on to tell us that what is most surprising is that the decline is seen in all groups, men and women, across all races and ethnicities, and across all education, income, and wealth levels. In the research, Dr. Zheng also tries to account for age-related declines in cognition by looking only at the scores of people in their early 50s. But again, early baby boomers in their 50s on average had lower test scores than did people from earlier generations in that same age group. That likely means that whatever is causing this drop in cognition, the decline started, it started becoming apparent by the time baby boomers were still middle-aged. Cognitive functioning may continue declining among baby boomers if no effective interventions and policy responses are in place which may cause the prevalence of dementia to substantially increase in the coming decades. But this is not an irreversible trend. Dr. Zhang suggests to us that everyone can strive for more physical activity, something that we have been saying for a long time on the Not Old Better Show, and that a healthy diet and strong social bonds also lower the risk of cognitive decline later in life. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone, Dr. Hoi Zhong. Dr. Hoi Zhong, welcome to the program. Yeah, it's very pleasure to be here, Paul. It's good to talk to you, too. You've just released a fascinating study on baby boomers and scores of cognitive functioning, and I'd like to talk to you about that subject because I, I think this is going to be very, I think this is going to be fascinating to our audience. So tell us a little bit about the study. What led you to study boomers and, and did, did boomers as, as boomer I'm 63, so I qualify as a boomer. Did we, did we breathe in too much polluted air or experience any other environmental issues or too much lead chemicals? I know all of this is serious stuff. And so I, I ask you, tell us a little bit about all of it with relation to boomers specifically. Yeah, Paul, this is a very good question. So uh, this is actually my first study on cognitive functioning. So my past work has looked at the mortality trend across both cohorts and found elevated mortality rate among baby boomers. And the other researchers have found functional limitation and the disability have increased in new cohorts of people approaching middle and uh, late age, old age since the late 1990s, which basically are baby boomers. Mm -hmm. And the research has found this uh, increasing functional limitation, disability, mobility or mortality in mid-age and uh, young old 
since the late 1990s, and the cohort born out in the mid-1940s may be a result of changes in cardiovascular risk factors like diabetes, obesity, physical inactivity, and, and depression, and which are also very important risk factors for cognitive decline and dementia. But on the other hand, the literature on dementia and uh, cognitive health has reported declines in both preference and the incidence of dementia in the U.S. over the last few decades. Mm-hmm. So, so as a researcher, I found there's some kind of discrepancy in the literature on mortality, morbidity, and functional limitation, and the literature on dementia and cognitive health. So I, I feel this discrepancy probably due to the different cohorts examined in the dementia literature. Mm-hmm. So, for example, in the dementia literature, they tend to focus, focus on older ages or earlier birth cohort because the onset of dementia tends to occur in older ages. Cohorts examining these studies are born before the mid-1940s in the U.S., and the trend for cohorts born after mid-1940s, they basically are baby boomers, are not really examined in these studies. Mm-hmm. That's why I want to kind of study uh, where these are baby boomers uh, to to see where this is a favorable trend in the in the preceding generations in dementia has extended to this generation. Mm-hmm. So for me, so I, the starting point for me to do research is trying to figure out this kind of uh, why there's a discrepancy in the physical health literature. Yeah, and so the environmental exposures you talk about, like air pollution, lead chemicals, were actually not in the equation I studied when I studied this work. But after the press release of my study, I actually received many emails from <laughs> many baby boomers, media, and they actually, men- yeah, they actually mentioned mm-hmm. these environmental issues. And I feel this is a very reasonable, reasonable hypothesis because we know that these environmental issues are related to cognitive aging, like cognitive functioning. Like some study find air pollution is really harmful for cognition, and so on. So I feel this is a very reasonable hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, and we also know that e- even though the private generations may also experience these environmental issues uh, in their middle and uh, later age, but baby boomers might be subjected to these uh, uh, issues for longer generation, uh, longer durations of exposure since early life. So this may then cause cognitive decline among boomers. But I just feel we need to collect more data mm-hmm. to see where this may really the contributor to the cognitive decline among boomers. Mm-hmm. And then we also need to find out some way to uh, tease out other kind of confounding temporal trends. So good. So thank you for that, Dr. Tung. So let's talk a little bit about the cognitive decline. How did that change over time? Give us some give us some numbers perhaps and tell us of the, the severity. And you use the word dementia. And so I'm assuming that the cognitive decline is leading to dementia or even includes dementia. Is that correct? Uh, it's not include dementia. So cognitive functioning mm. is a predictor of uh, dementia in uh, late mm. life. Mm-hmm. So uh, let me talk about how I measure cognitive functioning. So it, it's based on a summary cognition score, and which is a summarized score of several items that include immediate and the delayed word recall scores, and the serial seven subtraction test score, and backwards counting from 20, object naming, date mm. naming, and the president and the vice president naming task. So this is summary cognition score range from zero to 35, a greater number of points reflect better cognitive functioning. So it is different from dementia. 
but many research has found cognitive functioning in middle and uh, older ages is a very good predictor of dementia in later life. Mm-hmm. So, so in terms of the trend, how cognitive function mm-hmm. may have changed, I find this uh, cognition score has uh, improving has been improving from the greatest generation, which were born around. 1890 to 1923 to late children depression and war babies, which were born around 1931 to 1947. But then it significant decline since the early baby boomers and then continues into the mid-baby boomers. And uh, But the most striking to me is uh, this colony decline pattern is observed universally across all the genders, all the races and uh, ethnicities, all the educational groups, occupation, income, and the wealth quotas. Even though the rate of change, the rate of decline may be slightly different from a close subgroup. So this is very different from the literature in physical health. Because the mm-hmm. literature on mobility and mortality find uh, at least uh, physical health uh, limitation uh, increase in baby boomers, but it does not increase for, for those with higher education. But for this cognitive decline, it's kind of really surprising to me that is, uh, it can decline across all the subgroups. So this is one thing that is, I'm trying to still trying to figure out why. And uh, in, my, in my paper, I also do some kind of factor analysis to figure out what's contributor there. So, but the improving of cognitive functioning from the great generation to cohorts born before the mid-1940s is actually consistent with the favorable trend in dementia and cognition reporting in the literature. Because as I said before, it's, uh, the literature and dementia tend to focus on cohorts born before the 1940s. And uh, the declining cognitive functioning results among baby boomers, however, stand in sharp contrast to those found for the population age 70 and older mm-hmm. or early birth cohort. But on the other hand, this literature or this finding is consistent with the literature in county health, as I said, because this literature finds the increasing preference of disability, functional limitation, elevated mortality for for those approaching middle age and young old since the late 1990s. So, so this finding suggests physical health and uh, cognitive health are actually quite closely related. Hey, it's Paul. I want to take a quick moment and tell you about our sponsors today, and we'll be right back with Dr. Hoi Zhang and our subject today, Dr. Zhang's research into baby boomer cognition tests, surprising decline. Stay tuned. You know, right now, our new normal is all about keeping it easy and simple, but safe, especially when it comes to our food and food delivery. I'm going to tell you about Sunbasket, oven-ready delivery meals. Here's a question for you. Do you want to skip the grocery store but still eat delicious, healthy food without having to go out? Get Sunbasket oven-ready meals delivered to you right to your house each week. Sunbasket oven-ready meals are made with organic, fresh produce, sustainable seafood, and meats that are free of antibiotics, hormones, and steroids. Their chefs have won Michelin Awards and a James Beard Award why not take the night off and let them cook for you? Try delicious meals such as papardelle pasta with wilted spinach, sweet peas and fresh ricotta, southwestern turkey and sweet potato skillet, cauliflower macaroni and cheese, and more. 
Sunbasket oven-ready meals come freshly prepared and heat up in as little as six minutes. All you have to do is heat and eat, which means no mess in your kitchen and less cleanup for you. Sunbasket also has vegetarian, Mediterranean, and gluten-free options to check out as well. For us, my family, Sunbasket delivered a big box of healthy, delicious meals straight to our door. We had steak, we had pork chops, and there's always a bunch of new stuff on the Sunbasket site. You can find chipotle chicken empanadas and organic chocolate coconut truffles. Wow, awesome. Sunbasket saves you money, saves you time, and offers you healthy, delicious, personalized meals delivered right to your door, which is exactly what we want right now. And right now, Sunbasket is offering $35 off your order when you go right now to sunbasket.com slash NOB and enter in the promo code NOB at checkout. We'll put all of this in our show notes, but that's sunbasket.com slash NOB and enter in the promo code NOB at checkout for $35 off your order. Remember, sunbasket.com slash NOB and enter the promo code NOB. Plus, there's a 100% mouth-watering guarantee. We want you to love your Sunbasket. 100% money-back guarantee on all food. Look, we're not happy. Sunbasket isn't happy unless you're happy. Remember, sunbasket.com slash NOB and enter promo code NOB. Don't wait. Order right now. Thanks, everybody. We are with Dr. Hoi Zhang. Dr. Zhang is a professor of sociology at The Ohio State University, and we're talking today with Dr. Zhang about baby boomers scoring lower on cognitive functioning testing. And Dr. Zhang's paper that's been written is research, more research is to come. But I have to ask you too, Dr. Zhang, it, it, this seems as though we're approaching some of the numbers around the conditions like Alzheimer's, and I wonder if you can explain that uh, connection because dementia and Alzheimer's disease are are linked, and uh, it's your research is suggesting that that this trend of downward scores may just continue, and that could lead to other conditions. Is that is that a good way of putting that? Yeah, I think it's uh, because prior research has found a link between this uh, kind of functioning and uh, and this. Uh, the uh, dementia and Alzheimer's uh, disease. So I think uh, if we do not break this link, then it's possible that we are going to observe uh, increasing preference and the instance of dementia as this uh, recent young olds turn into older ages in the coming decade. So I think this is a, a very powerful trend. And uh, uh, unless we do something to break the relationship between functional limitation and the function uh, uh, Currently functioning and uh, the dementia. Well, let's talk about that breaking that trend a little bit. I assume that it it might be reversible, but tell us: is this an irreversible trend for boomers? Can we can we rely on more physical activity and more exercise to reverse some of these numbers? Yes. Yeah, so um, let me first explain what I found for the contributors for this currently decline, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I would like to talk about where this trend is uh, reversible now. Please. So, uh, so in my analysis, I look at many factors uh, throughout the individual's life course, and uh, this examine the causes range from early life health, nutrition, and uh, family background, including the financial and uh, parental education background, 
to adulthood, social economic status, psychosocial factors, biobehaviors bio and disease. So this adulthood uh, social economic status include education, occupation and wealth, psychosocial factors including like uh, marital status and the marital history, number of children, religion, loneliness, social support and depression. Um, adulthood bad behaviors include like obesity, smoking status and uh, vigorous activity. Mm -hmm. So the chronic disease I uh, examine includes like psychiatric problems, stroke, high blood pressure, diabetes, heart disease, lung disease, cancer, and arthritis. So, so in order to test where and how these factors may contribute to the chronic decline among boomers, I first look at the trend of each factor, and then I evaluate the contribution of each factor to the chronic decline among boomers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I found this, uh, the worsening chronic functioning among baby boomers does not originate from childhood conditions, uh, including the childhood health, nutrition, and the family background. Because baby boomers tend to have better health and uh, better nutrition and uh, coming from better family background in terms of finance and education compared mm -hmm. to the previous generation. And uh, this worsening uh, kind of functioning also does not come from the adulthood education occupation because boomers also tend to have better education and uh, more likely to have a white-collar job. So I found this decline can be attributed to the lower uh, household wealth. That is, even though baby boomers have better education and, uh, and the more likely to have white-collar job, they actually have lower, lower wealth. And uh, other contributors, including like uh, lower likelihood of marriage, that is, uh, mm. uh, baby boomers are more, less likely to be married, uh, less likely to be currently married. Yeah. They're also more likely to have multiple marriage, more than mm. one marriage. In our mm -hmm. society, they are more likely to have marital disruption in the past. Mm -hmm. Divorce. And, uh, yeah. They also report higher levels of loneliness, depression, and the psychiatric problems, and the more cardiovascular risk factors like obesity, uh, physical inactivity, hypertension, stroke, diabetes, and, uh, and heart disease. So, so it's true that many generations before baby boomers also faced these problems, but these problems really uh, exacerbated among boomers. That then contributed to this chronic decline. But so then the question is where we are able to reverse this chronic decline, mm -hmm. and what kind of factors, what kind of uh, policy implication, what kind of policy, what kind of intervention we can do. And uh, I've, I think it's always hard to do a prediction, right? Um, so I would like to be... Uh, we're positive here and say this trend is not reversible. Mm -hmm. if effective intervention and policy responses are in, in place. But uh, I also want to add that it, it usually is very hard to reverse trend at the population level because baby boomers already starting having lower cognition score in their 50s. So it's not like it's a short-term phenomenon. It's kind of life course phenomenon. So it's, I feel it's really hard to change this trend at population level. But I do believe that at individual level, everyone can try to make change, right? So based on my analysis, I found if everyone can strive for more physical activity, a healthy diet, and uh, build strong bonds to their friends, families, and also be more mindful of mental health, that may potentially can help them lower the risk of cognitive decline later in life. 
But this is more like individual level. But at population level, I feel it's really hard to change because it's really hard to make a change across all the population to uh, to, to reverse this trend. Mm-hmm. Well, the headline again, baby boomers scoring lower on cognitive functioning, I think catches our attention as boomers. Certainly, it did for me. I really appreciate your time, Dr. Zhang. I just have one final question for you. Mm-hmm. And, and let me just state right here at the outset, would love to have you back because I think through your additional research, through changes, perhaps uh, this might be reversible. We'd just love to get more additional information from you directly, but where can my audience go to get some information currently about this subject? Tell us about a few of the resources that might be available through you and your associates. So I feel that uh, several channels. The first is uh, the National Institute on Aging website. Mm-hmm. So uh, that web- website frequently releases new studies and uh, news about new studies and the uh, workshop mm-hmm. about aging and uh, including the current aging. So I feel if your audience sometimes if they want to learn about new studies, they can go to that website. And uh, and I think that website also, uh, I think they can also register, uh, register for some workshop sponsors by NIA. And uh, another professional organization your audience may check is the uh, Gentile Society of America. And uh, so, mm-hmm. this, uh, so GSA is, uh, the, I think it's uh, the most prestigious scientific organization in the U.S., focus on aging. And uh, I think that website maybe also have some very important information about this aging, including current aging. And uh, in terms of uh, mm-hmm. uh, research, uh, kind of academic journals, they can check the Journal of Gentology. And uh, uh, it has, uh, so Journal of Gentology is a very kind of interdisciplinary journal. And um, it has several kind of uh, different versions. Uh, one is in biomedical, uh, biological and medical science. The other one is in psychological and social science. So, and I think it will be nice to check out some kind of academic uh, research, uh, research from that journal. Mm-hmm. And I know, Dr. Zheng, you have a website as well. We'll put links up to where our audience can find out more information about you, yeah. as well as the Gerontological Society of America and uh, the other resources that you suggest. We'd love to have you back, Dr. Zheng. So please, uh, let's uh, let's stay in touch. Reach out to us, and we'll do the same. But thank you so much for your time, and uh, good luck with this study and uh, for the research. Yeah, thank you, Paul. It's a real pleasure to be here. Thank you. My thanks to Dr. Hoi Zheng for his thorough research and time today. Please check out our list of resources in today's show notes for more on the subject of Dr. Zheng's research. My thanks to Sunbasket for sponsoring today's episode. And my thanks always to you, my wonderful Not Old Better Show audience. Remember, stay safe, everyone. Practice smart social distancing and talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody. 